Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Ash Brian Radio Show. Like no other station in the world. We are like no other station in the world. We have so many extra things here, and we're going to discuss those later on today. But for people that have never listened to the Ask Brian Radio Show, Brian is spelled with an E, and everyone always asks us, why is Brian spelled with an E? You know, I had friends of mine when I was younger, or even today, and their name is spelled B-R-Y-A-N or B-R-I-A-N. And you spell B-R-I-E-N. We say this every week, but we are not an Irish pro. Why in the world do we spell Brian with an E? And we have our expert E-man here today. He's not on the show every time, but we too try to have him on. I would say like podcast. 75% of the time. Where were you last week? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You know exactly where I was last week. <laughs> not feeling well. Oh, he was in COVID. I was in COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID, watching the All-Star game, I'm sure. Okay. I was, actually. But, <laughs> I mean, I was, but... Because oh, it was in Los Angeles. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was quarantined in my room, actually, watching that. But it was fun. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. But there's no E in Los Angeles Dodgers. I think there is. No, there is. There is. In, in Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dodgers. There was, in Los Angeles. No. Angeles. Quarantine, either. <laughs> there is an E in quarantine. There is an E in quarantine. It's at the end. No, that's I said a, there's no fun in quarantine. I oh, oh no, definitely not. <laughs> well, that's why there's no Ian fun. That's also true. That is also very true. So, Patrick. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing are much you, better. Are you fine now? Yeah, I'm much better. I like your shirt. It says, get covered. <laughs> it's, it's just my <laughs> health insurance. <laughs> well, Patrick, I might have a GOE for you, but this is quite a stretch. So last week, this is just my phone accent. So last week, you were ill. <laughs> Ew. Oh, I love that. That's a, Oh, Tracy, that's your honorary one. I love that because you could pull it off with the accent. I well, love that. I really do. Unfortunately, we don't have any eels on the show. <laughs> well, that's it, what she's saying is Southern for ill. No. <laughs> Let's not make fun of her because you know a whole can of worms there. Uh, I did it to myself. What are you gonna do? Well, I like it, Tracy. Can we have at least one E? Yes, yes. Besides uh, an engineer and Emily, education because we are very educated on the Ask Brian show. I don't know if we're educated. We try to teach people. We like to educate people too. I don't know that we're educated. I don't know your background. Communications. So bachelor's. you have a college degree? I do have a college degree. Bachelor, All right. A bachelor's in communications. Calhoun University. A bachelor's. That means you're single. I am too, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what other E's do we have? Let's see. We have uh, ta, 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 ta. we have uh, experience, because everybody that appears on the Ask Brian show is uh, very experienced in their job or field. And for this episode, we're not going to ask you uh, what qualifies for experience. We're just going to have Emily explain it to us. Fair Emily, enough. Go ahead. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yay. There's no E in what? <laughs> 40 hours a week. I wanted to do it 40 yep. hours a week. That's all I know. For 10,000 hours or something by the end of the year. How about 50 weeks in a year? Because there's two weeks for vacation. There's 52 weeks in a year and you get two weeks off for vacation. That's 50 weeks, right? Okay. So 50 times 40 is what? 200. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, I need a calculator for 50 times 40. I swear I'm not even lying. 
Emily is going to be in charge of the budget now for KBTS. <laughs> All right. Found uh, out. <laughs> 50 weeks a year, 40 hours a week is 2,000 <laughs> times five years is 10,000. <laughs> I'm hurt. Turning my mic off. In and, her, and Emily spells hurt H-E-R-T because there's an E in it. H-E-R-T. Hurt. <laughs> like hurts field. What other reasons why we have an E? So we do have you in particular bring the enthusiasm and the excitement. There we go. There we go. There we go. And I am electrifying. Grease? No, that's grease Latin and electrifying. But that, no, she brings it though. She brings the electrifying. She does bring the electrifying, but mm-hmm. you got to have that grease lightning. She got to have the grease lightning. And I own the electrifying, okay? Just because I you own it. Excuse me. I was the one who brought it up. And by the way. <laughs> There's a very, very big E, and most of our listeners qualify for this group. Big E Smalls? Entrepreneur. Oh, entrepreneur. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a very big E, right? Mm-hmm. And that's who we cater to. We try to educate entrepreneurs. Indeed. That's our big goal. Okay. Any other E's? I mean, still recovering from brain fog here, so you got to help me here. Well, what about an excellent expert? An excellent expert. You already said excuse. <laughs> you already said, oh, an empathy. Oh, please, what is that? <laughs> Roddy, you need to have your... Energy back. Haha, energy. I mean, it's coming back. When? Come on, man. It's just an E. It's coming back at the same time the disco era will come back. (laughs) Disco, the 70s? Exactly. (laughs) Go wear your white suit to work. (laughs) I wish I had a white suit. I don't. I do have a nice blue one. Wear that one time. I swear. Wear a suit. No, no. Everybody's going to be like just being wow. I look good in it. You're going to be like John Travolta? Minus the Scientology, maybe. Let's not get too political here. <laughs> well, I think that's most of the ease. I think so. And I do think we have a great show today. We have two people on today. They are actually a team, and they actually have a very interesting concept. You may know them. I don't know. Do you know them? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I do. I think they give you a signature every couple of weeks. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> or maybe they don't. No, no, they, no, no. They definitely do. Well, thanks. <laughs> I really appreciate this, Patrick. Thanks a lot. Of course. I'm hoping you're feeling better. Thank you, I am. Do you test a negative, I hope? Yes. Okay, so now I don't need to get my cootie shot or vaccination or whatever. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right, I will go get your guest. Well, thank you very much. We also have a guest on the air. Carl, are you there? I guess Carl's not. I am here. Oh, you yep. are. He's I'm in. Hold. <laughs> he was probably muting us, and for good reason. Anyway. So, Carl, you have a lot of background. I think we were on the show maybe five and a half years ago when we started. And so we have a couple of questions. First of all, wanting to tell everybody who you are and your connection to KHCS, and then we can go on. Sure. And there, let me like three minutes, because I think I'm in a cell area that's really bad. So let me call back in in two minutes. No problem. We're going to we're uh, attack your team member. <laughs> Jerry! Nice to see you. <laughs> Brian, with an E and an I. <laughs> exactly. And there's no I in team. So, a couple of questions for you. A little bit about your background. What is your background and what is your connection to uh, KHTS? The owner of KHTS, along with my husband. Where's your dun-dun-dun? That's what you should do. The owner of the company. Dun-dun-dun. I pay you. Ignore him. He does not pay you. Uh, advertising. <laughs> advertising pays for this show. Emily, remember that. Advertising pays for the show. 40 hours times 52 weeks. Just put a sign up front that says pound sand. (laughs) (laughs) 
Second generation radio, actually just... So what does that mean? Does it mean your father was in radio? My father was in radio. What did he do? He did sales in San Diego Radio. I was born in San Diego and they moved up. KBC moved him up in the 70s and I grew up in radio. He was in radio longer than I was alive. So the question I have, radio, all right? Radio was pretty much was very popular when it came out, probably in the 30s, probably through the 50s and 60s when we had television come in. And then since then, we've had the internet. So how does radio still make it today with social media and TV and all the time? Well, so my brilliant husband, many years ago, (laughs) decided to, well, first of all, in Santa Clarita, very hyper-local. We eat, breathe, everything Santa Clarita. And we've been giving Mm -hmm. the community information on how to get to work, They can listen to their second grader or fourth grader, read a book report on the air. We do lobbying trips to Sacramento to make Santa Clarita better. We're going in September to D.C. with our congressperson, Mike Garcia, to... Actually, I'm going on that trip. Yes, I know that. To get over the years, the many years we've been doing this, we have raised many millions of dollars, whether it's been for the college or for roads in the community and other things, mental health. We also put on a home and garden show with 20,000 plus attendees that's over 10 years old. So it's not just a radio station. And during the 2006 and seven downturn in the market, my husband was really getting into the web before radio stations were. We built the website and saw the value. And we learned over the years on, as we say, the secret sauce on what Google's looking for. Wow. And having the largest website in town, we can get a client on page one with doing certain things that we do to help them out. And then they don't have to pay for Google AdWords, which we don't believe in. Well, I want to go into that. But, you know, as a comeback, I have to say, I always thought Special Sauce had to do with a Big Mac. Well, not anymore. Well, I don't know. I listened to that commercial all along. Okay. You've got to stop watching TV then. Two old beef patties, special sauce. There we go. Lettuce cheese. So obviously the Big Mac and KHCS both have a special sauce. Yes, we do. But I don't think it's the same special sauce. No, it's not. Probably more nutritional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot more. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to ask this to Carl. Carl, are you there? I'm here. Yep. So what made you think way back when that Google was a good way for your radio station to go, why did you kind of pivot into that area here, have a radio show? Yeah, I actually fell into it, and we did it before Google was even around. So no one even knew that Google was going to happen. But what happened for us is back in 2003, if you put the time machine back then, no one was doing hard news on the web. That's difficult to believe in 2022. But in 2003, if you went back to the New York Times or the LA Times or the Washington Post, you might find a gardening story added on once a week. And the rest of it was a brochure for the paper. They were scared. They didn't want to hurt their main revenue stream, which was the physical newspaper. We managed to go on with our website with hard news just as a fire was hitting on the west side and all of Stevenson Ranch and Westridge and Magic Mountain, they were all had to be evacuated. And when the dust settled, we looked at their website and we had hundreds of thousands of people coming to the website because we were putting fire information on there and all the other websites in town, whether it was the city or College of the Canyons or the school district or individual realtors, they were all putting links to us. And we realized at that point that the kind of light bulb went off like a cartoon 
and said, oh, we're not in the radio business anymore. We're in the information business. And we stuck with the same philosophy we had with the radio station competing with the L.A. station by being hyper-local and covering just Santa Clarita. We did the same thing on the web, had about a four- or five-year lead on the newspapers. Google came around in between that time, and because we were doing news, Google had decided that they were going to become an aggregator of news. And so they made us one of the first official news website of Google. That was it. That's how we became such a powerful entity on the web, by being hyper-local and then getting that boost later on when Google came around. Now, when you say aggregate, is that kind of like Associated Press when they have all the articles and they're sharing them around? What do you mean by aggregator? Yeah, what I mean by that is originally Google was thinking about possibly doing news themselves. And they then decided that wasn't a good idea, that they would be better off pulling news websites from around the country and putting them on as Google News, but they would still have the brand of each entity. So for us, our stories were getting pulled. We would post the story, and within 20 seconds, it would appear on Google and in part of their news feature. So when, if you search for whatever that you wanted to with our keywords in it, it would pop up immediately on the first page as the first item and would stay on there for quite some time doing that. And basically, if you're old enough, Peter, to remember the good housekeeping seal of approvals, most of our listeners are too young to remember that. Well, ask Brian has that. But, yes, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> did Brian know that? Yes, I did. Uh, did. It was kind of uh, like a seal of approval that if you had that. Exactly. So we had the Google seal of approval and uh, along with a few hundred other websites. But here in Southern California, it really was the only, only the LA Times and at the time the Daily News and then later on the Santa Cruz Signal. They were the only ones that also had that seal of approval. So all of us had a leg up over everyone else when we wanted to post a story. Thank you, Carl. So, Jerry, I have a question for you now. Peter Bryan. <laughs> That's too easy, Peter. We're going to double you up on that one. That was very interesting what Carl was saying, but I want to know now today, because you say you're pivoting, you still are a radio show or station, I should say, and then you're pivoting more into the internet. How are you doing that? We are building websites. And we're doing search engine optimization for our clients. For instance, a lot of my clients will come from, you know, Yelp, where they're taking a lot of money and they're not able to stay in business. We take that money and for a lot less, get them on the page one of the Google search and then their business explodes. Is that because they're linking to you, which you've been around for many, many years? or Well, we've built their website and we sit down with clients and go through a lot of information before we build their website for the simple fact consumer, let's say it's a plumber, is going to be able to find you on the front page. That's pretty amazing that you can get to the front page that quickly. Usually, my understanding is it takes many, many years. Emily's saying she's number one. Or we have one minute. And, one and it, she's actually right. <laughs> <laughs> Number one what? Okay. <laughs> I could. I have a, an acronym, but I won't use it on air, okay. especially for many, many reasons. We have about 30, 40 seconds. So how can somebody, it boggles my mind that somebody can get to the front page of Google that quickly. Explain to me how that's possible. And you'll have about 30 seconds. Okay. So we sit down with a client and we go through their top nine to 14 keywords, meta tags that describe what they do, where they are at, 
We put them in stories with a certain amount of word count on our website and then a B version, can't be the same one, on their website that stays there forever. So it's part of their platform. And when Google sees us with those words, it's going to automatically attach to them. What is the B version? It is. And we're talking about SEO or concept, right? So it's, let's say we're describing plumber in town that does water heaters. We do an A version on our site. And then we do a B version that's different because it can't be the same thing. Google won't recognize it on their site. So we still talk about water heaters and about whatever the plumber being in Santa Clarita, blah, 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 that it can't be the same thing. So that's part of the secret sauce. Okay. Well, we only have way too many secrets because that is your secret sauce. Now, every time they do an update, you have to do it on an A and, and the B side or what? Well, some of our clients we do weekly stories for an A and a B. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Tracy, you said you had some questions for Carl. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Carl, I wanted to ask, and I actually would like to get to ask this question and have each of you answer it. So in my experience of working with entrepreneurs, there's always a question that comes up about when you are husband and wife and so you're married to each other and your business partner, what is one of the best suggestions you could make for having that be a successful partnership outside of the marriage and inside of the marriage? That's a good question, and I'll give two answers to it. When we first started running the radio station, and we worked together at a network before this, a large radio network, but we had a large staff and we weren't owners. When we bought the radio station, I visited a friend of mine who he and his wife had bought a station in Santa Barbara and their real estate was very expensive. They were sharing a tiny office about eight by eight next to each other. And I just hit myself in the head and thought if I did that with Jerry, we would never survive. So I said, Howard, how do you survive that? How do you manage to be in that same office? And he said, early on, I learned three magic words. And I said, what was that? He said, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone. So, so I monitor, and that's why I'm single. I say I'm never wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was wrong really, really well. We work on separate floors when when I was at the station, and for for many, many years. So, one of our coaches at one point gave us some good advice when we weren't working. When we went home and went for a walk, we used to bring work home with us all the time. And he made a suggestion that is a great piece of advice. And that is when you go for a walk, spend half the walk talking about work. And then the other half of the walk, you're not allowed to talk about work. And we've pretty much taken that as part of our mantra as well and trying and find a balance between the two. It's not always easy because running the radio station, it's 24-7, especially in this day and age with texts and cell phones and emails. But we do our best to try and balance it out. Wouldn't you say, Jerry? Yes. And actually, Carl's been out of the office now for almost two and a half years. And it's more difficult with him out of the office. I don't know if I want to say I miss you, Carl. (laughs) 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 But I do miss you being in the office helping more. There we go. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Early on, were you always co-working together and when you decided to buy the station, did you have a very specific conversation about each other's roles and responsibilities so that you weren't stepping on each other's toes? 
more so for the staff as well, like their perception of roles and responsibilities as well. I was going to say, when we first bought the station, we bought it. The station had been on the air about six months this back in 1990 and had gone into bankruptcy immediately. So we were leaving it out of bankruptcy. And in order to still be able to live, Jerry earned a paycheck by staying with the network. We moved up here to Santa Clarita. She continued to work for the radio network. We were both working. So we had a paycheck coming in. And I ended up working and getting the radio station back on track. And so Jerry didn't come on board till five years later when we started buying other radio stations. This was after the 94 earthquake. She left the network. And by that time, the station was able to handle our salaries without her having to work at the network. And by then, I was traveling. We were involved with stations in Ventura and the Antelope Valley. I was commuting a good chunk of the time. So we weren't right on top of each other. We each had our own roles at that time. So I think it was easier, an easier transition than if we were like my friend Howard plopped in the same office in Santa Barbara. I would have to be saying I was wrong a lot more often than I do. True that. <laughs> True that. Well, that's very interesting. Tracy, you had more questions? Yes. I've always been fascinated with radio. I spent 20 years working in radio as part of my professional career. It's a really fun interview for me to talk to you guys. So for my experience in radio for so long, I've seen a lot of really, really big changes. And I just wondered if you could share from a lot of, I understand what you've done with the internet aspect of revenue modeling has been important to grow your business. But what are some of the big things that you've seen happen in radio, even in the last decade? And where are the areas where the revenue is growing on the broadcast side of the business? Well, I think the biggest change is consolidation, which really took place in the late 90s when suddenly the FCC, the government, allowed companies to own hundreds and thousands of radio stations. Up to that point, you can only own 16 around the country. So what happened was you had giant broadcasts entities like Viacom and Disney, Clear Channel, buying hundreds of thousands of radio stations. Wall Street got in the mix, and you no longer had a mom-and-pop situation that still exists with our station. There are very few stations like ours anymore. So I think that has changed dramatically. And with Wall Street being involved, it's a whole different bargain with the bottom line and also in terms of local ownership and knowing the community that is rare now. It still does exist, but mostly in very small markets. As far as the revenue streams on the broadcast side, we now have multiple amounts of funnels. For many years, all we had was the AM1220 signal. Recently, in the last four or five years, we were able to add the FM into the mix, so we now can simulcast on, with both signals. With the Internet, we stream. We have a phone app. On it, we go to different, you were asked before what portals exist, but there are radio portals like TuneIn and iHeart Radio and the dozens of others on the internet where we push our signal out, get picked up, and can be listened to there. So that when you're walking to your house, if you have a smart speaker and say, Alexa, turn on the hometown station, Korea, it will pop up right into us. Some of the new cars, particularly the Teslas right now, are all internet radio. So you go in and turn on the dashboard and you want our station, 
You're listening to our station on TuneIn. We had a host who was in radio for many, many years. He owned a Tesla and was wondering why he could still hear the station when he drove to LAX, realizing he wasn't hearing the station. He was listening to the station for weeks and weeks and weeks, not realizing he was listening to the station off the Internet as opposed to the terrestrial airwaves. So it's shifted a lot. And how has that shifted within the business modeling side? Have you been able to expand your revenue base on the broadcasting side outside of the local area as well? Or is it still primarily focused on the local area with local businesses? It's still the local area. And even with the Internet, the majority of it is local area, although we certainly have national ads on there. Because of our programming, the content, we feel for us to compete against the big guys we need to be hyper-local, and what I mean by that is we need to focus on Santa Clarita because the bottom line is KNX or anybody else can't talk about fire hydrants breaking on Lyons Avenue, and we cover that and maneuver traffic that way. We're the only ones that can cover you know, high school football or coffee with the mayor or really focus 100% on our valley, and because we live in the valley and have lived here for 32 years, we know this valley intimately and can navigate around and give out information that very few people are capable of doing because they don't have the history that we have. How has podcasting differentiated yourself from radio? Do you think, are you concerned with podcasting that it's going to challenge the radio show that you have and station or how is that going to work? No, it's just another funnel. We podcast some of our shows as well. And it's just another alternative. Radio listening is still at a maximum level and keeps growing as the population grows. So we don't see podcasting being a threat. We just see it as another funnel, another choice, just as over the years. When I grew up, we had three TV stations. And now there's a few thousand to choose from. So I don't see that as an issue, particularly the things do that podcasting can. We're hyper-local. If there is a alert on the 14 freeway, we're the ones that are going to cover it, not a podcast. This Santa Clarita is a poster child for disasters, whether we've had floods, earthquakes, tunnel explosions, school shootings, et cetera, and many, many fires. We can cover it because we know the community. We can be instant. We can be live. And we've got the information accurately. And the connections can give out the information that even the L.A. station can't when there's an emergency in this area. And certainly podcasting you might as well listen to the podcast in the Smithsonian if they're going to cover a fire. That is a very good point. We talk about connections. Obviously, you've known by being local, you know the head people and you can just pick up the phone, call up somebody and say, listen, whereas CBS or even the national CNN could not do that. So that really is a very interesting point. And there's even another layer to it. And that is that we have a relationship with the first responders on multiple amounts of levels. So we can share information with each other and have a trust of being accurate with that information, or if there's information that we need to know, but they don't want to disseminate it out, they know they can tell us, and we're not going to disseminate it out, so they won't get burned. So because of that, the community is a lot safer, and we're able, as a team, not just the radio station, but all the first responders, as a team to navigate through some of the challenges in a way that other communities can't. Thanks, Colt. Jerry, so if somebody wants to get in contact with 
KHCS and they have either an idea for a concept or they want to get a website done or get more information, where would they contact? They could call up at 661-298-1220 or they can email me at jerry, J-E-R-I, at hometownstation.com. And what are the services you offer besides website and SEO? Well, we do podcasting. We do the Sacramento trip, the D.C. trip, the Home and Garden show. That sounds great. Tracy, you wanted to get some information about Ask Brian? Yes. Well, speaking of podcasting, if you've enjoyed the show and want to re-listen to it, or if you want to tell your friends about it to listen later, please go to your favorite podcast listening platform, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, and follow and download the Ask Brian podcast. That's Ask Brian, B-R-I-E-N podcast. And we'd love it if you leave us a five-star review and also uh, share it with your friends and fans yourself and put it out there in social media. And that's the Ask Brian podcast. Well, super, super, super duper. So, and it's, by the way, it's super califragilist makes me allodocious. But the show is over. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is this wording? Okay. 1220 and... 98.1 FM, the Ask Brian Show. Over and out. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.